This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. One night in Pinehurst. Um, we have uh, we have <laughs> Maddie, Alex, the Billy Boys are back in town. Um, fantastic show last week. We learned a, a lot um, from Sasha and Blue Ship Aerospace. That was fantastic. Uh, a budding relationship um, with uh, a new uh, merchandise provider. Uh, so you'll you'll meet Nate on the show next week. So really excited to. To meet Nate and have him on. Um, and we haven't had a chance, Al and Maddie, to recap what happened at Polly's Island. We did our annual golf trip. Um, your two cents. Um, well, one team won the, the weekend, and then one team won everything else that went into the weekend. <laughs> so it's kind of like if you think about it, if you itemize the trip. One team barely won the tournament, and then the other team won every other element of the trip. Uh, outfits, gear, rides, everything we did all right. And if there's any justice, we would have been the winning team because we just checked all the right boxes. But I've convinced myself that we won, as you can see here. I think so, everyone won. Yeah, that's really it. That's really it. It was one of our better trips. And you guys are cooking up some real special stuff for the next one, so it's only going to get better from here. Continue. Yeah, there's big announcements coming here. And I, you know, I agree. I think it was one of the better trips. I know that was only my third, but I think from a golf perspective, some real, real nice golf spots that we hit. I yep. think that more dignity was left in Charleston than yep. in uh, Polly's Island. So that's yep. how it wallets, dignity. Yeah. 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 So um just to touch on a couple of those topics that Maddie threw out. Um I I was on a separate team than Alex and Maddie. Um and I was one person on True Blue on Friday that was not dressed like the Ukrainian men's gymnastics team for <laughs> arriving to the golf course. You could have used it on Saturday because Juice was not pleased with you. Juice Did you play golf on Saturday? I don't think you played any golf on Saturday. Do you remember any of the holes? Oh, so I, I no, um, I don't remember the first fifteen. Um, I, uh, I was blaming everything, and Juice was mad, and, and so we were out of it playing match play with partners. We were out of it at the 15th hole. And then we decided, um, okay, let's do a scramble for the rest. And uh, I I was probably shooting about 110 going into the 16th hole. And that might be generous. Um, And uh, I proceeded on 16 par four that I think was the number one handicap on the course to birdie on my own. We yep. didn't use a single one of Juice's shots. Of course. Um, yeah. And then I backed that up with a birdie on 17. Which um, makes him so, even more mad at you because it mattered. It didn't matter. 
I'm pretty sure he's it, down in the sand trap at Caledonia right now, just screaming your name. Yeah, at he is. <laughs> yeah, he's. He I was like, I was laughing. I was laughing as I was teeing off. <laughs> there's only there's only really one way to lose juice, and it's if you blame everything but yourself when you're playing bad golf. That's oh, you. I was I was blaming myself. But oh, okay, that's um, good. That's smart. I was blaming everything, including myself. Yeah, um, it can't be. It couldn't be anything outside of your universe. That wouldn't make any sense. No, I I didn't blame Juice. I think I might have at one point, but um, <laughs> I don't think you like that. We'll I mean, ask him. We'll get to the bottom if, of that. If we were going to look back and give some um, superlatives here, uh-huh. who do you think? I mean, it's it's clearly going to be Juice, right, from the MVP of the trip, just how he played, Mr. Consistent. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be number two that played above their handicap? Put it that way. It's a good question. Yeah, Juice was like painfully consistent all weekend. We just he didn't leave us any gaps, and it was the difference. I think you guys won by what, like a half a point. Half a point. Yeah, I think it, um, I think it was a point or a half a point. But um, I think Jim got a lot of uh, attention early on in the in the trip. Um, mm-hmm. New yep. addition, so um, not lost the to, lost the, to Tarbell though on Sunday, and even though it didn't really yeah. matter, that's tough. You know, that's a rivalry match. That's almost like losing twice. Like you, you lost to Tarbell what, like five times? <laughs> we only played each other four times, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, but but twice, and and I had to. There there was a point. I don't remember what day it was. I want to say it was probably Saturday, and we were all waiting for you guys to finish. And I'm watching you guys come up the fairway. Maybe it wasn't on 18 because you had played well, so it might have been a different day. It might have been Friday. And I'm watching you guys come up the fairway and you're just like, I can see you from 300 yards away, your body language. You are just crushed. You've played bad. Oh, that golf. was Thursday. Thursday. That was you Thursday. played bad golf. Tarbell was just all over you. It was like, you took like four <laughs> losses. So good on you for coming back on Saturday and putting a few birdies on the card because Tarbell was all over you for four well, consecutive days. On on the first day, Alex and Tarbell were teamed up and not to go too deep. I know this, this isn't, what all of our listeners want, but it's what some of our listeners want. Um, So we're going to play to it. But um, (laughs) after Rick and I were uh, disposed by Alex and Tarbell, I couldn't, I couldn't hit the ball in the air for like four holes. (laughs) Alex, I think we had you guys beat by the 13th hole. I think it was close. (laughs) You got boated. You got boated bad. But Alex decided to like drive over my ball Uh consistently. He did you a favor. I don't think this is a, this is a, (laughs) lift clean place unless somebody runs your ball over. (laughs) Make friends and influence people. Dale Carnegie, (laughs) golf here, Alex (laughs) Burnett. Uh, so no, it was it was an absolute blast. Alex and I are thrilled to uh, to be the the captains for this upcoming year, and um, yeah. and things are getting pretty close to getting wrapped up. So yeah, it's um, spicy. Yeah, so it's spicy. yeah. I'd love to take some credit here, but having a uh, temporarily unemployed co-captain has been the biggest you know <laughs> joy of my life. He's been my co-captain for sixty-eight <laughs> episodes, so I know exactly. <laughs> You know, and he's doing it all. So, is it, yeah. Is this number 69? I So I, I have to go back and look. It, I think it might be number 69, which is pretty fitting that we're sharing this time together. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get on the rails a little bit. No. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about NFL draft. Um, Alex has not delivered his uh, picks for tight end, but he has done his homework. He's ready to roll. He's going to have uh, his wide receivers, his running back, his quarterback, and tight end all scoped out by the end of this episode. Um, 
we'll share that on the blog as well. Uh, we want to touch on a little bit of like match play format this weekend. We saw WGC baseball starts tomorrow, the, the or probably by the time you're listening. Um, we'll give our thoughts on on MLB, but really, and and then we've got a few uh, a few little fun tickets. Is that what you call them, Maddie? Um, fun coupons. The NFL draft. Yeah, fun coupons. Fun coupons. Okay. Yeah. Um, so match play. What it, you were watching? You were you were texting throughout the WGC. Yeah. What did you take away? I, I liked it. So my takeaway is that they don't currently, they being the PGA Tour, do not currently have this event scheduled for next year. And I think we all agreed that match play is it's the most fun golf you can watch outside of a yeah. major. There's not a tournament outside of, honestly, I wouldn't even say that. I'd rather watch match play than anything, but probably the Masters. And I think it might be number two for me behind it. The British Open, I get it. Pomp and circumstance. Eh. US Open, fine. The the players, whatever. So I think that the PGA Tour needs them absolutely find a way. I think what will happen is there'll be an event that is currently not one of the designated events that steps up to say, hey, we will be one if you like give us the points that go with it for match play. That being said, I think it is a good indicator of if guys are in form enough for the Masters, since that's obviously yeah. coming up. So I thought it was interesting. I thought it was like mostly chalk. I think the final four was, you know, all, all four of those guys were ranked in the top 15 of the world. So, you know, that makes sense. No surprises um, there. No surprises there. I think... The guys who didn't make it, like Scheffler and you know, other Rory and others, are all playing good golf. I think it's we've got a situation where the Masters is going to be pretty heavily contested. I I slid some fun some fun bucks on Cam Young to win the Masters early for a little okay. futures bet. Um, I just really like his game. Augusta caters to guys that play shots like he does. Um, but the match play is fun. I wish they would continue to do it. I I mean, it's a lot of golf. I mean, those guys play. It's six. If you win the whole thing, Sam Burns paid, played six different whole rounds of golf essentially in yeah. four days is what it comes out to. It might even be more. So I hope they bring it back. It's a lot of fun to watch. I um, love that it incentivizes the guys to, you know, go out there and tin cup if they want to, right? Like yeah. you're just going to lose one hole. You can bounce back. You don't have to worry about shooting a 13 on this hole. Just go for it. That's what's fun about our trip too, right? Like I had, there was a, there was a whole, I was playing against Jim, the aforementioned Jim, and I literally hammered three straight drivers directly 20 yards in front of me into the water off of the tee played the hole. I was out of the hole, right? Next hole, I step right yeah. up, hit driver again and piped one. And Jim was like, how? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not thinking like, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's golf. So I think match like to AB's point match plays a lot of fun because you can just kind of like bail on a hole and it shows who has the resiliency to step right back up and like not get too far down. So match play is my preferred golf. I would love, I would watch it nonstop if they played it all the time. Love it. Um, so we've got NFL draft. We're a month away. Um, yeah. Things are yeah. getting really tight here. We've had some trades like the Carolina traded up. Presumably to take Alex's uh, quarterback, CJ Stroud. Maddie is in on two is the, the number one. Um, Wait, I have and... to go back and retroactively talk about something. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that Bijan has his own Dijon? Wow. No, he does. You know what? I did know that. I yes. saw that last year. No, that, is, that is changing because my they do things. because they do uh, nil now, name, image, and likeness. Yep. So these guys can get paid off of their name, and that's perfect. That's perfect. 
Yeah. Dijon, Dijon. So yeah, he's number one now. <laughs> is it a it's a it's a spicy brown or what, yep, what kind it's of a spicy brown, like a gray poupon? I'm in. I'm in. Let's get so, some shipped. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tight ends. Um Daniel Jeremiah, uh, my hero in terms of NFL draft analysis, other than Alex um uh-huh. hip coverage. <laughs> uh has said this is the best tight end class in the last 10 years. Yeah, um for sure. So I didn't want to, you know, have you drive through like the Sam Laportas of the world and you know guys that might go in the third or fourth round. But um we've got Mayer, Michael Mayer from John, Notre Dame. John May- John I know brother. I just I was trying to figure out a way to get John in there. Um Mayer from Notre Dame, Don Kincaid, uh and Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Um what buds, guys? So, Alex, you've done your research. You did your homework. I'd love to hear your your takes on the guys. Yeah, I also love how we're talking about like research and homework. I spent five minutes looking <laughs> these guys up. You've uh, you've proven to this point that that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah. So we're gonna go reverse order on these guys, and we're gonna start with number three, which is Michael Mayer. Yep, I, love I hate it. to do it to Mayer, but he is um, he's no good. He's He's nothing flashy, right? He's going to be like a Mike Gusecki. He's going to be very block heavy. I don't think you're ever going to watch a game and see him be the hero of that game, but he's going to throw down really nice pass blocks. He's going to be part of the game plan, but I, I'm not into him. You know what I mean? Just not yep. fit in mold. He doesn't have the explosiveness. He he's got hand, he's got hands like a snake. He's going to be in line blocking. He's going to be useless yeah. for fantasy. Gibby will fall in love with him if he ends up I in will. Denver for some stupid reason, but yeah. otherwise he's useless. <laughs> And he's going to be the guy that once he gets to the NFL, he grows his hair out under uh-huh. his helmet, and people uh-huh. are going to be well, like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm I'm even more in now. Oh <laughs> man! If he slides, how many picks do the Broncos have left? Like two? Where? It, what do they got? It doesn't they they they're just showing up? They're watching uh, Sean Payton highlight films <laughs> of all NFL draft. Good start, you know, AB. Good start. You know what made this interesting is that my top two guys here are both Las Vegas guys. What are the chances that both of them are coming out of there? So number two, I'm going with Darnell Washington. And honestly, this is a size play. This guy is massive. I think I'm going to enjoy watching him. He threw up Gibby 21 reps in the bench press at the combine. By far the best uh, performance of this group. I mean, he's got a rocky chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I, I honestly... His obviously his hands, his pass catching, his route running is going to be a problem with that size, but he's going to be fun to watch if he catches one and gets barreling down the field. Uh, and then that leads us to Dalton Kincaid, which sounds literally like you know the bouncer uh, of some bad eighties movie. And the guy's face just <laughs> actually, actually, isn't that isn't that Swayze's first name in Roadhouse? It is Dalton. First name Dalton, yeah. perfect. perfect. But it's a perfect two syllable last name as well that begins with K, so it just really lines into it. <laughs> This guy's going to be a star. He's got hands. He's going to like a natural receiver. He's just going to be exciting to watch. This is going to be Kelsey 2.0 here. I mm. think just going to be fun. What do you think about his major being business administration? That's a great major. It is for all of us that didn't know what we wanted to do. Uh-huh. Or breeze through school. Yeah. I said it the other day. To do. I said it the other day. It should be the only major. Everybody should just learn finance and then you sort it out from there. You go your own way. All right. I love this. That's the perfect. That's how I would rank them. I love that. I love everything about it. So with all that being said, um, just to give our, our listeners one of those coupons, uh-huh. 
um, currently on FanDuel, which is not, and everyone bet responsibly if you are betting. Um, I've or irresponsible. Yeah, bet on, yeah, bet on FanDuel. What's response? Yeah, it's uh, it's all relative, right? Just just exactly. You know, do your best. Do your best out there. So not legal in Maine right now, but I did pull some FanDuel on. Barely legal. The first tight end um, taken. The odds are Mayor is minus nice. one fifteen. Waste. Don't spend your money there. Don't do it. Darnell Washington's plus 350. Someone might fall in love. It's not a bad bad number. But Swayze, Kincaid, is <laughs> yeah. plus 170. Wow. That's spicy. He is, he is Jeremiah's number one. Uh, I was just going to say, well. where's DJ got him? Okay. DJ has him number one. So if you if you find plus 170 and i have always found that the nfl draft is a nice place once you've done enough research even the five minutes alex has done Mm -hmm. um to pick up a few bucks uh so um it's not as heavily you know bet on and and the odds makers aren't as in tune with what's going on so did they um, even look at mayor's combine results or performance I, I think it's like there's there's some Hawkinson notes to him, right? Like, yeah, he's, it, he has good hands. He can catch anything that's thrown at him. He's a really good blocker, run game blocker. Um, but he's not gonna, you know, have your fifty yard, but you know, out not out routes, but like vertical routes um, that you see with some of the guys like Kincaid. The Gronk seam route of your, right at the middle. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be more of like your big slot that also mm-hmm. can block to a degree. Um, so, I mean, you know, there's a, uh, Gibby, you spend any time on mock draft database, which basically like aggregates all mock drafts out there and gives you a consensus. They got a lot of time. (laughs) Yeah. I figured mayor's at 15 to green Bay and Kincaid's at 21 to the chargers, which is actually a real nice spot. And I've seen them mock to a lot of tight ends. So we got a shot there. I think that's pretty good. That's a pretty good, what'd you say? It was plus 170 for Kincaid. Are we ride with it's in play. Yeah. Let's do it for AB. Let's do it for America. Yeah. So that's one to jump on. Now that you mentioned the Chargers yeah. at 21, um, and Alex mentioned Bijan before, Austin Eckler is looking to get paid. He doesn't necessarily want to leave town, but he might. Um, they're not going to trade him, obviously, in division or probably even in conference. No. Um, but and, and teams aren't going to pay the premium for running backs, et cetera. No. I would not be shocked to see Bijan go 21 to the Chargers. Um, so it's kind of a plug and play. You get not a similar player. They have different styles. Bijan's more of, I wouldn't say power running back, but more of a prototypical running back who's also yep. an amazing pass catcher, too. Like, yep. you know, he's um, so Chargers. Yeah. Like that. To Bijan, that match, and that can be tough to do, but when there's enough, you know, smoke, there's fire, yeah. is plus 600, which I enjoy. And so it's worth spending a few bucks on. Maybe, you, got, you know, you got those $5 odds. and get some free bets out of it. You have some odds up for that, for like who's who's getting drafted by which team right now? Because um, I have a Bijan take as well. Okay, let's hear it. The commanders, I think at 16. Yep. They're either going to give, they're going to let Sam Howell, second year guy, unproven, win that job, or they're going to give it to Brissett, who's just a game manager. 
Yep. Ron Rivera is a dinosaur. He has no clue. He's in the McCarthy zone for like just establishing the run. He's trying not to get fired. He has no idea what he's doing. I've seen a lot of smoke around them taking him and just like feeding him and just having somebody manage the game so that he can win just enough games to keep his job, win like eight or nine games and keep his job. But I like the Eckler one too, because Eckler's in the last year of his deal. He's only making six and a half million. So he's not going anywhere. Yep. But he's 28. He's going to be 29. And his he's he's the type, the archetype of running back that is not going to last very long. He's the cliff is going to come pretty quickly. So I like that. That's a good call. So the teams, yeah, the other, so the commanders, and you're right on Maddie, they're plus 500. So they're the favorite right now for Bijan. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. And, and the other one I kind of like, and you got to pay attention to the news is, um, are the Bengals at plus 900. Yeah. They're picking at 27. So we'd have to fall or the Bengals would have to trade up. They have all their picks. They have all their picks next year. Mm -hmm. And there's a really good chance that Joe Mixon might, not play football ever again he can be cut Uh, he can be cut for pre pre pre-june one post-june one dead cap of like five million it's not very much and then it's like you're not missing anything they just lost uh, and i'm not going to bring up the broncos today but well you just just lost p i know i know um wait they just lost lost p ryan too who was you know their third down back yeah from cincy yep yep yeah so williams isn't going to be ready we talked about that uh Javante is not going to be ready to start the season. They're going to yeah. use him in. So let's talk about I, them I, taking a running back somewhere. I'll leave. I'll leave you. That's going to be one like, minute. no, no, no. I, I think that's going to be third, fourth round. I think they're going to trade down. They have two yeah. early picks in the third round. They only have five total picks. Um, they have 67, picks. 68 back to back. I think they take whoever, you know, they, they have circled at 67, they trade 68 down to like 80 or somewhere in that range, right? Not like a specific number um, to pick up, you know, the 80th pick and also 100, you know, the 130th or something like that. So they, yeah. they end up with six or seven. Okay. I don't, right. I don't think there's going to be any fireworks. I think they, they decided like we need to fix the offensive line and then we'll, you know, spend a boatload of money in free agency and then we can't do this again. Um, yeah. you know, they can't, you know, oh. you can't keep spending in free agency. Um, you need to stockpile. Picks. I wanted to ask you this and we'll, let's do this real quick. Cause I'm just, just top of mind. What do you make of Peyton coming out talking about how he thinks Stidham is going to be a great quarterback and can, and lead? Like, do you think that that's real? Do you think he's like, do you think he'll just give him the job if he wins it? Like, what's your sense there? No, no, it's it, Russ is going to have a job. If, if we see like, what we saw last year by week eight, um, Sidham might have a shot at taking it over. But, but if we I get another I, season like that on a rust, Tarbell is going to be all over <laughs> you. No, but I don't think, I, I really don't think um, it's, it's up for like debate even. I think it's yeah. just saying like, okay, now we have someone that, you know, as you have a 34 year old quarterback, they're likely to miss two or three games a year. Yeah. Someone that is not going to be a sieve. And you know, yeah. might be able to um you need a backup. Out. You need a proper backup. I mean, the you Niners need... just proved it, right? You gotta have a guy right. who can step in and play a little bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I think it's I, I think it was more or less like you know, just media glomming on who the, asked that question. Yeah. That's enough Broncos talk. Who it is? Sorry, sorry. It wasn't me <laughs> and it wasn't A B. So you asked yourself. I checked out. 
<laughs> this is like a precursor to the to the Millie Boys lineups. We're gonna build. We're gonna build one week one, and it's just you know what? Let's like give you build some preseason lineups with Broncos, and then we just won't let them touch any for the first <laughs> yeah. quarter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, lots of Tim Patrick, but um, so a couple other bets that I really you know, I, and I just circled through or you know cycled through this really quickly. Uh, yeah. First offensive lineman taken. There are only two options, I think. Paris um, and Skaronsky. Yes, Paris is minus one fifty, and he's probably the most likely. Um, Skaronsky is plus two hundred, and there's he just seems like a match for the Bears. I think he's actually probably a better offensive lineman um, yeah. than Paris. I think Paris is the size and the left tackle and everything, and what you have to pay them, but. Skronsky might be guard. He might be a tackle. He can do both things well. Um, and I think plus 200 might not be a bad idea to, to throw a few bucks. And he seems to make sense at number nine, especially mm-hmm. if there's a four quarterbacks in the first five picks or first seven. Picks. Yep. Yeah. There's not a lot there. Cause I, yeah, the rest of these guys know we're good. First defensive player is not. Wow. That's interesting. So it's definitely going to be Will Anderson. Okay. Things well, are starting to take shape. I I think it's very like Will Anderson, we keep seeing mock number three, right? To Arizona if they stay there. Um, but there could be a team that moves into the top three to get one of the four quarterbacks. Like I I would not this is one of the few drafts I wouldn't be shocked to see the first four picks be quarterbacks. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's likely. You think um and 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 the result of that is that other high quality, like there's three cornerbacks in this draft that are probably going to be number one shutdown cornerbacks. And they're all going to so, slip down into the early teens. And Porter is plus 1,000. He's the third. On oh, he's, I think it's going to be Witherspoon or um, Belichick's, or, Belichick's taken one of them. You can, you can book that. I I think it's uh Witherspoon from Illinois or who's the year Oregon, Oregon. It's the, uh Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Um, yep. yep. I, I think it's one of those two. But I think if you want to throw a long shot, and it's not even a long shot because he would have been the number one pick if the Bears stayed there as Jalen Carter. Um, yeah. And Seattle seems to be in on him, and he's plus 800 for first defensive player. Um, yeah. Draft. So, I don't know. That one's tough. I mean, you need, you need things to happen. You need Arizona to trade out at number three. But Seattle's sitting there right at five if they do, if they trade to seven. Yeah. and. Jalen Carter might be a better fit at five for Seattle than Willie Anderson. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I know he's had some off-field stuff, obviously, but you know, it seems like it's pretty much settled. I know he didn't have a great pro day either, but every AB, time AB's not taking him. Not if he doesn't he showed up, he showed up too fat to even do any of the workouts, AB. He just he skipped it. Oh, he pulled a uh, uh, Jamal Charles. Yeah, he pulled a Charles. So that's I mean, oh, no. it works out well for him. You know what <laughs> I just heard me talking about Broncos. And you know what like, I just you know what I just, just uh, throwed flames my way. <laughs> you deserve it. We got it. Hey, this is our preseason. I just stumbled upon because you you put me down this rabbit hole. Uh, there's you can bet on like teams who they'll draft team the team that drafts X player. Yep. And the Texans are plus 45, 450 for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And I feel like that's like a guarantee. That feels I think that makes sense too. That might be a nice one to throw some stuff at. The Jameer Gibbs ones are pretty fun too, because the the Bills and Bengals and Cowboys and Chiefs are all tied for the top spot. Don't the like 
don't the Bills, they just drafted James Cook last year. And they and just isn't he signed like, Harris. Isn't he like 80% of yeah. Jameer Gibbs? Yeah. Like they, you know what, though? There's wrinkles coming because Dalvin, there's guys that are still going to get cut post-June 1st. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's going to get cut. There's a lot of like upheaval this offseason. There's a ton of talent coming in. It's a pretty good draft class. There's a lot of guys who are getting older who are getting cut. These teams are going to look very interesting come next year. Like they're building a very specific way, but you're right. Why would you draft Gibbs when you have 80% of them already on the roster and you just signed the guy to work the goal line? So I don't think, yeah, but I don't know. to your I, point earlier like though, him. Bengals might not be a bad spot. Yeah, I, I agree. I, okay. I love him as a player. I just, I'm wondering where the fit is. Um, yep. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so uh, we went we went down rabbit hole. Um, thanks for for uh, giving us some time there. Ab, anything on the hips on the tight ends? Uh-huh. I think that Kincaid's got to be the loosest. I mean, nothing against Washington, but when you're that size, you would have to have quite a team working on you to be flexible. So it, it's got to be Kincaid. Yeah. Okay. I, I love it. Um, baseball season starts in the morning. Uh, any takes, anything, you know, we've got a pitch, uh, pitch clock now, bigger bases. Like, here, let me give you my best take of this season. How many games over under does Alex watch that doesn't just happen to be on in the background in a bar? I'm going to put the, it at one and a half. I like that you went third person. Um, (laughs) I take the under, honestly. So do you have to watch a whole game? You got to watch a whole game. We'll call it a quality start six plus innings. Oh, I'm I'm under with you too. I don't think I'll get there. I but here's the thing. They did, you know, with to Gibby's point, with the pitch clock and the bigger bases and all these other goofy things they did in in spring training, they got the time of the games down to like 2 hours and 10 minutes or something crazy. So like maybe the maybe the numbers on the over you accidentally back into a, a six innings of a game without even realizing. It just happened so fast. A so nice maybe 105 Sunday game. What's the over going off at? Plus some plus what? Plus 200? Yeah, let's call it that. All right. Well, I'll, I actually think I might. That's tough. I think I, you I'm actually. I'm going to be a save, save plus hold guy. Um, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. there are going to be a lot of like seven through nine um, that, that are going to be appealing um, when it's two to one or, you know, 12 to 13 or whatever it is. I think <laughs> those are going to be kind of the fun ones where it's like, all right, um, let's let's get in for the last six outs. It doesn't help that as fans of the Red Sox, we've got a team with the richest owners in the world who have put together a product that rivals basically the A's who don't even have one real player on the team. It's like, what a travesty. Sell that thing. Sell that team. You got to be kidding me. There's no excuse. If you're in a sport with no salary cap, unlimited funds in this market, you, you can't punt seasons. You're not allowed to like cry poor and punt seasons. And that team might literally lose 100 games. They're going to be so bad. Do you think it's just the fact that they, you know, won their championships and that it never happened in Boston? There was so much intrigue and excitement in the early 2000s. And then it's like, okay, well, we gave you guys what you wanted and now we can kind of check out. No, Um, there's there's a couple of very I know exactly why this is happening. And it's it's a little bit of over diversification. So the first culprit is LeBron. LeBron's taking some blame for this because of his Fenway Sports Group ties. Liverpool is their focus right now. And that's super expensive in the premiership. Like it's a big deal. And they just bought the Penguins. So they're just quite literally don't feel like spending any more money. And I think there's an element of, well, 
The Celtics are hot right now. The Bruins are the best team in hockey. The Patriots are always relevant. They're the fourth most important team now. And I think they know it. And they're kind of like, well, if you guys aren't going to watch them, we're not going to spend any money. It's 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 not good. It's a disaster. They're going to have to do something. Hopefully they sell that team, to be honest. But yeah, I think it's a combo of they're just they're they've uh, overcommitted elsewhere. And now they just don't care. Um, so I, I know nothing about major league baseball right now, other than a few major, <laughs> the Otani, Mike Trout, um, you know, but I couldn't pick out, you know, half the guys on the Red Sox in the lineup, but, um, Devers. it was, it did show itself in my fantasy draft. Not that anyone needs to know who I picked, yeah, um, yeah. or cares. Wait, with uh, our, with our buddy from Congdon's. Yes, with Adam uh-huh. Leach, who uh-huh. I, I was just trying to do my best Maddie Im- imitation the entire yeah. draft, picking on one person, being like, oh, I don't like that for you, I like buddy. that move. Like, that's I like not that. a good pick. You just introduce a little bit of doubt, and it might be enough for somebody to hammer themselves into the ground. Uh, they're picking, like, I don't even know, this guy from Texas, and I'm like, oh, I don't like him for you. <laughs> the key when you pull that move is you cannot respond when that person asks you why. When the initial yeah. response of, like, why, you just have to move on. You have to just bury it. <laughs> it's the only way it works. So I'm proud, uh, I'm proud of you. Um, so anyway. Well, we we just gave anyone that uh, listens through this entire episode uh, of thousands money. of dollars or, or thousands of points on their FanDuel bets or DraftKings. Um, we stand Millie boys all year long. You know who the best tight end in this draft is in a loaded tight end draft class. Thank you, Alex. And uh, you got mediocre um, baseball advice. Um, it, although I, I do appreciate, Matt, you, you shed some light on what's going on with the Red Sox. And, it's not good. Know, why so, I'll tell you, Tarbell has even more passionate takes about it than I do. He quit on the Red Sox like three, four years ago, and he's very wow. fired up. So we'll, we'll get him. We'll get his take when he comes back again. Let's let's make it a point over the summer to uh, bring baseball back um, to America. Yeah. It's America's pastime. I think we owe it to the listeners. And, you know, um, so we'll take care of it, I think. Yeah, I think it's on us. It's in, it's incumbent on us of us to do that. So yeah, we'll take it. We'll own that. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, everyone, good night, Alex. Thank you, Maddie. Thank, thank you. Make well done, great See ya.